this Sunday, we conclude our brown bag sermons for this year in what I believe will become an annual tradition for us. I am grateful to the families who participated this year by supplying items inside said brown bags. So look for it next year. I hope you'll feel prepared if you're asked to put something inside of a brown bag to share the gospel. God speaks through the ordinary and equips us to share the good news. John Wesley famously reminds us, do all the good you can in all the ways you can to all the people you can in every place you can at all the times you can you know this one at with all the zeal you can as long as ever you can john wesley had a lot to say we know if you looked at the front of the bulletin this week we had legos inside of the bag. One big Lego right over here. In 1962, maybe you know this, the cartoon Space Family, the Jetsons, you remember them? Okay, they premiered in 1962. It was the first broadcast in color on ABC also in 1962, Target and Walmart opened their first stores, okay? And Legos were released for the first time in the United States. They had been overseas. Universal building sets were filled with red, blue, yellow, and white to make anything you wanted. Now, there were ideas, houses, fire trucks, airplanes. These were the ideas supplied at the time in 1962. And advertisements encouraged young builders to just keep building. And for parents, they said, this is the toy your kids won't get tired of on December 26th. Good reason to keep with this one. I certainly remember myself countless hours spent building and rebuilding towers and houses and just creations out of the big tub, something like this, of Legos we had. And you learn very carefully and very quickly that you need a wide and solid foundation if you want to build a tower that's not intended to be knocked down by someone else's matchbox cars, dog tails, or just stray tennis balls that your siblings always seem to have around when you're building. <laughs> the strong foundation turns out to be a really good lesson beyond the Lego fortress. The author of Proverbs calls us to remember the teachings of God as a lifelong commitment. Build our lives as a tower steady in the Lord. You know, sometimes 
in the church, we find ourselves in philosophical debates. We kind of miss this point a little bit, and we find ourselves more in debates. Here's one we sometimes get into. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? People like to ask this question, right? Or we ask this question, which is more important, what you believe or what you do? Your belief or your practice? Is it more important to believe something or to do something? These are the kind of questions that the Pharisees of Jesus' day like to speculate about and wonder to ask Jesus and try to catch him in a way that he wasn't exactly answering the way he ought to. For centuries, the Western Protestant Church emphasized belief. You had to ascribe to a certain creed. And we've told people that they had to belong in order to participate. We called it orthodoxy, right? Belief, that's what orthodoxy means. Other traditions suggested the exact opposite, that your actions are more important than your belief. We, they say your actions shape your belief. That's called orthopraxy, right praxy, right practice. And you would ask me a great question and say, so which is it? The answer, both. <laughs> We're called to believe and practice. For some of us, we believe first, and then our practice follows. For some of us, we begin to practice, and then our belief seems to come into line. So what in the world does this have to do with building a foundation in faith? We need three things to build a strong foundation in faith. Prayer, study, and service. For some of us, we do these actions as orthopraxy, the right practice. For some of us, we believe first. Orthodoxy, right belief. Both ways build a solid foundation on the rock. At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, we heard the passage that Jenny read for us. There are two ways to be wise and foolish. Earlier in Matthew, it's illustrated by trees, which tree is going to stand, or the wide and the narrow pathways. After the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus calls his listeners to reflect. Which one are you going to be? How are you living? Are you going to build your house on the sand or on the rock? This week, it was a joy to have children, youth, and adults in Vacation Bible School. For those of you who like numbers, it's always some of us, four United Methodist churches, 13 children, seven youth, and 23 adults. Those are some good numbers. We give thanks to God. An answer to prayer to have Vacation Bible School with great support. There are some prayer warriors in this congregation who have been faithfully covering everything in prayer. And we look forward to what God will continue to do in the future. And we've been modeling prayer to our children. 
having them echo back praise and petition. Where in your life, we're asked, have you been laying those building blocks one at a time of prayer? Praying to speak and then praying to listen. When we seek vision, we listen to God. As individuals, we do this, and we do it as a church community to see where God is leading us. We pray to learn and to discern. A solid foundation always has prayer. In the year 1174, there was an Italian architect who began work on what would be the most famous project. You'll recognize it in a moment. It was a separately standing eight-story bell tower for the cathedral of the city of Pisa. The tower was to be eight stories and 185 foot tall. There was just one problem in the city of Pisa, builders quickly discovered that the soil was softer than they anticipated, and the foundation swallowed part of the structure, and it began to tilt. You remember the place called the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Thought you might. The architect and the builder began to realize there was nothing they could do to make the Leaning Tower of Pisa stand up straight. It was too shallow. It took 176 years to build the Tower of Pisa, and during that time, there were many things done to try to compensate for this tilt. When the foundation was shored up, the upper levels were even built at an angle to try to make the top of the tower look, appear to you and I, straight, nothing <laughs> worked. You might know this doing your math. The tower has stood now for centuries upon centuries, but it leans 18 feet from what it was intended to when it was originally designed. That's 10 degrees away from the vertical. One day, experts say, it will probably just fall because it wasn't built on the right foundation. Lots of good work put in, and yet it will still fall. When we study the word of God, we do so built on a strong foundation. We spend time on scripture and in devotion. We send out our children to vacation Bible school and Sunday schools, and then you and I as adults, we continue to do so with Bible studies and our own learnings. A colleague this week was describing to me a church she's serving, and she shared with me that there was a conflict within the church. This never happens in churches, ever. Uniquely in this church, there was a conflict. Could have happened in any church. <laughs> and she went on to observe that in this church, there was no adult education, no faith formation 
in this church. How interesting. As adults, we need small groups and Bible studies, Sunday schools, and teaching sessions where we have a chance to go deeper into the scripture than Sunday mornings have the space for. Without faith formation, that church, could have been any church, was lacking the opportunities to learn conflict resolution strategies and biblical principles. Brick by brick by brick, we build together a stronger foundation. Pastors over time have used this illustration. Maybe you've heard it before, but it's a good one, so you'll forgive me if you've heard it. There's a car that's, ordained, that's huh, adorned with bumper stickers, and they invite you in these ways. Follow me to church. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. Honk if you love Jesus. Driverless car in the case of rapture. Smile. Jesus loves you. Not perfect, but forgiven. You're getting the idea real quickly here. Now, a police officer pulled that car over, and the driver said, what did I do wrong? The officer responded and said, you honked at an old lady in the crosswalk, and you signaled with your middle finger to the car that passed you. You screamed obscenities to the car ahead of you in the crosswalk. Given all the bumper stickers on your car, I can only assume it's a stolen vehicle that you're driving. Oh, wow. As you and I build our faith, confession on its own is insufficient. Church attendance is not quite enough. Memorization of biblical verses is great, but not quite enough. You and I, we are called to keep building and building to do the will of God. James reminds us pointedly in a way that hits me every time. Faith without works is dead. Ugh. Building faith is not a pick one or the other kind of exercise. When we build the house, we need the foundation, then the walls, and without the roof, it's not a house. Nothing is optional or unneeded. We hear the words and then act upon them. We are called into service. If we hear the words and choose not to act upon them, perhaps like the driver of that vehicle, y'all can think about that for a minute, we are like the foolish builders who know the best way and choose subpar construction. As we pray and study, we must match our beliefs with action. It's not orthopraxy or orthodoxy. It's both. It's not right beliefs or right action. It's both. 
We care for our neighbors. We comfort those in need. We feed the hungry. We pray and we study. We respond to the call, friends, in love. Brick by brick, God calls you and me to build a solid foundation. Prayer, study, and service on Christ, the solid rock, we stand. This, my friends, it's the gospel. It's the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.